Well, hello, everybody. Thank you for joining us on uh, Lunch with Dr. Nancy on Wednesday. So we've been doing this for a full year now, and um, we started um, with Dr. Scott Nall, and we're going to end with Dr. Scott Nall. Uh, stay tuned to the end of the broadcast, and I'll let you know what we have in planned and um, planned for the next year. So uh, welcome. <laughs> nice hey. to have you again. <laughs> yeah, thanks for, uh, I'm going to say you saved the best for last, right? I did. I started with the best and I ended with the best. <laughs> no, all the, all the other ones I've listened to have been awesome. So, <laughs> yes, we have had wonderful speakers this year. A lot of great information shared. Um, and then we're going to celebrate our year um, celebration today. So we both have cupcakes. Did got your cupcake? No. Oh, you got the hummingbird. Okay. Yeah. So we um, we really like to support no label at the table. Always oh, got coffee and cupcakes. <laughs> That's right. No label at the table, food company in Carmel. They do gluten-free, dairy-free cooking, and they employ autistic workers. So this is, it's a great program. Um, we love to support them. And so our cupcakes are from there. And I've got lemon, and he's got hummingbird, which is, I think it's got some pineapple in it and spice. And Yeah, it looks delicious. It is. I had one yesterday. <laughs> I had to taste it. <laughs> so Dr. Scott wanted to talk today about stem cells. Um, he does a lot of neat things in his practice, and you'll have to check out his website. It's really, he does some really unique stuff, and I really like working with him. And he's, you're doing a lot of things a lot of people around here aren't doing, right? Yeah. So it's kind of in the, the field of what I would like to call regenerative medicine. So we're trying to get the body to regenerate. And as people like, like yourself who do, who do a lot of manual medicine, that's kind of what we try to do anyway. We're trying to promote the body to heal itself. Uh, either through trying to increase blood flow or neurotrophic flow through manipulation to get the nerves freed up and things like that. But uh, it, what we're trying to address with the stem cells or even uh, other treatments like PRP or prolotherapy, uh, it's trying to increase blood flow into soft tissues, mainly the connective tissues like ligaments and tendons, and then with stem cells into the joints. And um, I've, I've been utilizing um, stem cell therapy now since I think 2011, um, so quite a while. And things have changed over time. And up until recently, I would say what we were doing was kind of in a gray area uh, in terms of what's legal and what's not in terms of the FDA. Uh, so I, I just want to kind of update people today on some new things that have arisen in terms of law and, and things of that nature. So if you're thinking about getting one of these procedures done yourself, either my clinic or another clinic, you kind of know what to expect, or, you know, maybe you might know if someone's operating in a fashion that's maybe not up to, to what's supposed to be happening nowadays. So before, i say maybe two weeks ago, there are two ways you can process or harvest stem cells from your body. And one is through a traditional bone marrow tap, uh, where you go in with a little uh, kind of a large needle and pull bone marrow out of the hip or the pelvis. And the other one is through a lipo aspirate. So you get uh, like a little mini lipo suction mm -hmm. procedure done and you're able to use an enzyme to break that down and isolate a lot of stem cells with that and so there's always been two camps in the regenerative medicine field some people are really pro bone marrow and some people have been very pro adipose tissue for some reason the fda has always been more leaning toward liking bone marrow as opposed to adipose and the problem they have hung up with that is in order to pull the stem cells out of the fat you have to use an enzyme uh, to break the fat down. And so their argument was that because you're using this enzyme, 
that's considered a drug manufacturing process. And so they were labeling the patient's stem cells as a drug. Um, so, and they went as far as at one point, they, they really wanted to, they had an idea out there that they wanted all drug processing equipment to be illegal. And that included centrifuges in doctor's offices. And almost every doctor's office has a centrifuge if you draw blood. Uh, and so that was a very huge step away uh, from, from just saying, hey, you should be doing yeah. this too. Let's just remove all equipment that's even related to this. So there's a lot of pushback for that. And things were kind of, like I said, operating in a gray area because the FDA by itself doesn't have a whole lot of power. It has to kind of be pushed through the Department of Justice. And so I think they were just kind of thinking they didn't have enough manpower to kind of handle the kind of stuff they wanted to do. And so we were just operating along, doing, doing things that were very safe uh, and, and really relatively effective, but the FDA wasn't happy about it. Um, then... A couple of years ago, the big clinic, uh, there's, a, there's two big clinics in the United States, but the, the big kind of adipose clinic there's down in Florida uh, did have a couple of bad results with their stem cell procedures. They were trying to help cure or help uh, people with macular degeneration. So they actually injected stem cells into people's eyes uh, and the people ended up being blind afterwards. So those are, as far as we know, those are only two cases of adverse events from stem cell therapy. And there's a long history of what I do as far as joints are concerned with safety profiles. And as far as I know, there's never been an adverse event from a, from a joint uh, utilization of stem cells. But because of that, uh, the FDA was able to get um, the federal government to go in and, and put a lawsuit on uh, this, this clinic. And we happen to use that clinic stem cell bank on a lot of our procedures. So knowing that was kind of going on, I switched from using mainly fat to mainly bone marrow about two years ago. Um, but about uh, last month, the, the that court case was ruled in favor of the FDA. And they also lean toward the fact that they believe in the FDA's standing that your stem cells, at least from derived from fat, are considered a drug and the FDA should have the ability to regulate those as they see fit. Um, so you can kind of see there's a lot of kind of, do you own your own body kind of issues with that. I, I do understand the fact that, that you are using an enzyme to break it down, that, that they, they could have that, but the fact that they can say that your own cells should belong to them and they should have control over that seems to be quite a bit of an overreach. But as of right now, the court, the lower courts have agreed with the FDA and so, as of right now, pretty much any type of fat processing, at least using an enzyme, probably should not be done. So if you're going to a stem cell clinic that's gonna be doing that, just know that there is a possibility that, you know, someone could bust in the middle of your procedure and, you know, confiscate things and, and stuff like that. I doubt it would happen if you're in a small fat. clinic. Yeah, <laughs> get, get your fat and, and take your cells away, but it could happen. And then another thing we've had a problem with is that because of this, the stem cell, um, bank that we use since they're connected to them has actually um, quit shipping out stored cells so we were able to also bank the cells and save them for later uh, anything has been processed from fat so luckily the patients i've done over the last few years with bone marrow those are still available and the fda doesn't seem to have a problem with bone marrow because it's more of a mechanical separation as opposed to a chemical separation that occurs uh, so all those are fine but I personally have my my ones. I had mine pulled out from fat, so mine are frozen now too, and I can't access them. So um, 
I'm a little upset about it. But <laughs> one to kind of, it, it might change in the future. But as of right now, U.S. stem cell has decided not to ship out any uh, stored stem cells that are fat derived. So um, they're calling it a drug. Can't you just write a prescription to get your stuff? Well, it's a it's a non FDA approved drug, so oh, no okay. can, uh, since it, they don't have. So what the the other side of the argument is is this even a drug? And so it before we were saying this was just the practice of medicine, right? And so like let's say you go in for a knee replacement. Um, so the knee replacement procedure itself is not FDA approved because it's a procedure, it's not a drug. The prosthesis that goes into the knee replacement might be FDA approved, but or FDA um, has a stamp FDA approval, but um, the actual procedure itself is not because you, they don't approve procedures, they, they do food and drugs. Okay. And so um, before we were saying that doing the stem cell procedure is just a procedure, it's a practice of medicine. It's no different than doing a heart bypass or taking a, uh, you know, taking a ganglion cyst out of someone's wrist or something or right. shaving a little mole off. It's just the practice of medicine. It's a procedure. It's not a drug. So now they're saying it is a drug. It means in order to be, able to be prescribed, it has to go through a double blind placebo controlled trial, which can't be done because everyone's cells are different. So it, it kind of puts everything into limbo and it's limiting a lot of patients that have been being helped in the past. Um, I mean, I have someone who has Parkinson's disease and has been completely controlled without medication now for a couple of years just by getting stem cell infusions a couple times a year. Uh, now this guy is going to be, you know, he doesn't have any other choice. All of his cells are locked up now and can't be accessed. So um, kind of frustrating. Yeah. But. And that's a definite um, there's no appeals or anything going on. Yeah, there will be an appeal. Yeah, okay. there's an appeal, but until that kind of comes back, um, probably, I don't think, unless they get some opinions from lawyers saying it's okay to start shipping again, probably won't happen. Okay. But regardless, any type of fat processing in office or off-site is not going to be happening. There so shouldn't be happening. So you're okay because you're doing bone marrow now? Yeah, we're doing bone marrow, so we're fine as far as being able to do that. And, and to be quite honest, from if you're doing a, um, a culture expansion, the end product's the same whether you use fat or bone marrow anyway. And using the bone marrow, it has a little less pain post procedure than, than the liposuction did anyway. So I think really? it's, I think it, yeah, because you're not, you're not like ramming this thing through multiple passes, you know, and it, I, I just think it just leaves less disturbance. You're basically using one little hole versus doing this kind of disruptive thing with the liposuction. Okay. Uh, people have a lot of fear when they hear bone marrow aspirate, but um, a lot of that comes from, um, the way it's done for cancer. And so when you think about people that are getting it done for cancer, they're trying to get a big biopsy in there and trying to get all of these spicules out. And so they're aggressively, they're trying to be aggressive to try to get things to break loose so they can get some chunks of, of kind of the spicules in there. When we're doing it, it's just a real gentle pull. And so it, it's not really that bad. It's not the real aggressive type because we're just getting an aspiration, not a biopsy. Oh, okay. Because that's the only thing I've seen on TV. So. Yeah, it's all, yeah, the ones on TV, because when I, and that's the way I was trained in medical school, because every time we did, it was always for um, cancer purposes. So, I mean, it was this real, you know, like this big event, and there's a lot of screaming, and, and not good. And, and then when I went and got some extra training on how to do it for more the stem cell way, I'm like, wow, this is much easier. <laughs> We've had two patients even fall asleep while I was doing it. So, I mean, wow. it's not, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying it's pain-free by any, 
right. but I mean, it's just not, it's more like just getting a shot really. Not as seen on TV. Yeah. Not as seen on TV. Exactly. <laughs> Great. Well, I see that you're doing um, some knee regeneration with the stem cell, some mm-hmm. stem cells. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Knees work really well. They do really Great. well. How far, um, like how far gone does the patient, like if it's bone on bone, can you still work with it? Like what's the severity that you can help? So most of the results that is been like stage people about whether they'll respond has to do with registry data. So you'll look at how other clinics will, there's like a national registry where you can put data in and they kind of look and see who responds and who doesn't. Um, with the knee, they've, they've looked at, response rates and about it's about a 75 percent response rate so but the thing is we're not able to tell who's going to respond and who doesn't it's really just rolling the dice when it comes to that um with the hip there's a little bit of a difference but with the knee it's mainly just rolling the dice and so they they've looked at age uh severity of arthritis weight and um gender and and all of those really didn't play any kind of factor into it at all now that doesn't mean there can be as far as response goes now that being said i I think if you were bone on bone and and more than one compartment it's probably going to be less likely because you can't really brace for that um if you're most people are going to have unit compartmental arthritis though as you know it's kind of more medial compartment in other words the inside of the knee people tend to be um they're more bow-legged their knees their knees collapse in like this as opposed, some people do get knock kneed where they get the lateral compartment. Most people are kind of bowed in, their knee comes in, their leg, their bottom leg goes in like this. And so you can put them in a brace that will straighten that and unload it. And then you can do the stem cell procedure and hope that by doing that, it, it changes some of the structure in there and some of the um, adverse metabolism that's going in the joint. And they do get an increase in function and decrease in pain. Okay. So as far as what severity, there really isn't one. It's more, are they, could they be compliant with wearing a brace while we're going through the treatment? Okay, wonderful. Yeah. Great information. Is there anything that you want to share with everybody on our, while we have you here, anything you want everybody to know? Um, let's see, well, we got some new stuff going on at the clinic. We just hired on a esthetician. Oh, nice. which I, I know nothing about this kind of stuff. Uh, lash lifts, and I, I don't know. But uh, it, it's the kind of the fun thing when you're doing regenerative medicine is one thing I found is, is that um, kind of aesthetics, wound care, and orthopedics, we all kind of do the same thing. We're all trying to regenerate tissue. It's just in different places. And so I've always kind of wanted to bring an esthetician on because I feel like some of the regenerative things we do, we could kind of bleed over into the aesthetics a little bit. So in other words, if I'm regenerating joint, why can't we regenerate collagen on the face, for instance? Um, Because it's very similar. It's just the way you apply it is different. And so we're kind of playing around with that a little bit. Uh, we're also doing, um, we call it a beauty from the inside and out. So they're getting some sort of chemical peel facial thing going on while we're running an antioxidant IV, for instance, at the same time. So you're kind of getting some antioxidants going through your system uh, intravenously to also kind of work on the outside of the face. So that, that's good. Nice. Yeah. So I think it's going to be fun yeah. trying to fix some of this. That'll be great. Yeah, I stopped by your office yesterday. It's beautiful. It's the first time I've been there. Thanks. Moved, so I love it. Yeah, I wish they would have told me. 
I didn't, I didn't even know you. I, they just said, yeah, this lady came by and dropped this off for your interview tomorrow. Like, oh, okay. So and then I saw your picture. I'm like, oh, you were here. Yeah. So, I, um, yeah, I was on my way to my sister's house. So I was like, oh, I'll just drop these off because I was going to have somebody bring them to you today. But um, And I got there just before you closed. So I was fortunate. Well, thanks for stopping by. Oh, yeah, my pleasure. <laughs> so, yeah, it was great. Um you know, talking to you today. It's great. Um, thank you again for kicking us off and then um, ending with us uh, for yeah. our year of Facebook Lives. I appreciate it. Yeah, I look forward to hearing what you guys have in store for 2019-2020. Yeah, so we're going to be doing, um, we're going to call it just a mommy minute. And we're going to be doing just one minute health tips for moms, um, for babies, actually, working with our oh, so it's all going to be one minute because moms are so busy. We, you know, they don't have time to sit and listen to us ramble on. So yeah, we're rambling on about FDA regulations. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we're calling it just a mommy minute and we'll be okay. doing a uh, weekly tidbits here and there. So that's our plan. So neat. Yeah. Thank you again for coming on. I appreciate it. And um, thanks for having me. And again, everybody out there, Village Osteopath, he's a wonderful doctor. I highly recommend him. Um, go see him. Thanks. <laughs> right. Thanks. Have a good one.